Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Google, Apple, um... Spotify and Anchor, available in video form on Spotify. Um... If you liked what you've heard, share the good word. Um, let everybody know about it. We're spreading, you know, we're spreading the faith here. Yeah, traveling town to town like Jesus Christ Himself. <laughs> That's quite a way to think about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Enjoying. I guess I'm kind of enjoying the Sunday. I don't know, stress has been crazy up the past few days. Had one of those nights the other night where I had to go driving for a while, where I just kind of like, uh, no, I'm not going home. I'm just going to drive around a little bit. Kind of a. Uh, Hit the uh, hit the road for a few minutes. Uh, did like an hour round trip. Just kind of drove north for a little bit. Like I get in those uh, high stress moods every once in a while. Where I just gotta drive. I haven't been in one of those moods for a long time. And um, sound like there's an accident outside. There was not. Thank God. Um, no, like I said, it just got I got super overloaded with stress. And um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it gets rough. I. Got to go driving, and that's that's the uh, those are the times I get like extremely up in anger and stress and stuff like that. Where I have to go drive, um, and I don't know, like that anger kind of feeds into me sometimes, and I just have to. Uh, that's like the closest I come to having issues with maybe drinking again, is whenever I get into those kind of really really upset moods, uh, because I get self destructive, and when I get self destructive, I don't give a shit. So you know, I just. That's the times when, you know, yeah, what, you know, if I'm down typically, not like pissed or something like that, when I'm just down, I, you know, I can latch on to sobriety and be fine. When I'm in a pissy mood, I don't give a shit. It's like, what's the point of it all? And that's when I get into my issues of maybe drinking again. So, you know, I got into that mood Friday and I, I don't know, I had, I just drove it off a little bit, put on some music, a couple of the songs uh, made the list this week. Kind of a more in-your-face shit. Some hard-ass shit. <laughs> uh, the opening song tonight was Zombie-Eyed by the Dirty Nil after 2016 record Higher Power. And uh, it's a great record. Good band. Very good band out of, uh, to, out of Canada. A lot of Canadian bands been on lately. Um, yeah, I watched them open for Restorations and Creepoid at Double Happiness up here in Columbus. God, well, probably been like 2017. Not too long, probably after Higher Power came out. Gearheads, man, they they know how to make their shit sound good. And also, at the same time, if you ever go to Double Happiness, eh, double happiness up here, um, 
great place to watch music. I'm not sure if the same guy runs the sound now that has the couple times I've been there, but whoever goes there, man, the sounds incredible. Every time I've been there, the sound is just top notch. I remember I watched uh, Dan Andriano there. I remember it was like Chuck P. Um, I think Derek Grant. Um, I feel like there was somebody else there too. Um, played there. It was the night before my dad died, actually. Me and Jake went there, and then you know I came home, and then obviously you know had to rush out the next day. Uh, I don't know. I've always thought about reaching out because it was like you knew it was like uh the way my dad was. It was uh you kind of knew it was coming type stuff. And I always thought about reaching out to Dan Andriano because, you know, it was such a nice little couple hours to get away and kind of forget a few things for a while. I've always thought about reaching out to him and telling him how much that kind of that show meant to me. Never have because I just don't do it. It's reaching out and the actual follow through of the thought of reaching out to somebody is just impossible. <laughs> talked about it numerous times. I've always thought about it. Maybe I should still. That was a good night. Like I said, I really like double happiness. I haven't been down there in forever. I haven't been down... God, when was the last time I was in kind of that area? It's south of downtown, or right, yeah, South High Street. I'd say the closest I was, me and Dave went to the Roosters down there a year ago, I think. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the stress has been crazy. I'm in that kind of, do I go left or go right? I'm at that crossroads situation, and it's so overwhelming at points, you know. You kind of got to shit or get off the pot. Are you going left or are you going to go right? Are you going to kind of... Put the money down on yourself, you're going to kind of eat shit. And, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a difficult little moment for Brandon to try to think of stuff. And, uh, I don't know, I just don't have that, I've never been great about betting on myself. That's a problem, you know. So, I've got to kind of learn to do that at 30, almost 32. I'm 32 next month. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, we're still like well, about two weeks away from two years sobriety, so hell yeah, good for me. Whatever day that is, I just why don't I just look it up? Jesus, oh days, there we go. Uh, there we go. Today, seven seventeen. Good for Brandon. All right, twenty three months, eighteen days. Good for me. Pat on the back. Way to go. Like I said, I, I don't think I've had as bad of a night or like where it's been so prevalent on my mind in terms of sobriety than I did on Friday night. So like I'm glad I got through it. Glad, you know, I pushed myself through. Like I said, those are the only times I'm ever weary about the fact that I do have a lot of alcohol in my house. Like I still have like random bottles of wine or I have uh, bottles of liquor. I still think I have some Pacificos in the bag of the fridge somewhere that I need to get tossed the fuck out because one, I don't drink them and two, uh, they're probably really gross now. It's been almost two fucking years they've been sitting in there. <laughs> I need to clean that shit out. Oh, man. Still wild to think it's been almost two years. Um, oh, man. Now, like Saying it out loud, it, it, I don't think they actually are in there. I think I, I, I probably cleaned that out forever ago. But if I, for some reason, I feel like there might be one back there. That really seems gross now. <laughs> it's been in my fridge for two years. <laughs> that is ridiculous, Brandon. Come on. Be better. Be cleanlier, man. <laughs> uh, no, but I think I, we all can kind of relate to that, you know, that kind of crossroads moment of, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you, you know, like I said, do you go left? Do you go right? What, what's your choice here? What's your gamble, man? What are you putting on, red or black, you know? And I'm, like I said, I'm in that state of mind. Um, 
I don't like being in that state of mind where I kind of feel like I got to make a big decision because, uh, you know, I'm not good at them. Uh, you know, I can make those big, de- I, I, I don't know. Make, then again, I guess I, I have to make those decisions when your back's against the wall and you got, you got to make those decisions sometimes. And, uh, you know, like I said, talking about sobriety a little bit, that's what I had to do a couple years ago. Back was against the wall. I didn't know what I was going to do is left or right die or, uh, you know, quit drinking or, you know, see if that gets you better, you know, whatever, and that's what I had to do, so, you know, put me against the wall, I'm gonna have to claw my fucking way out, man, I'm gonna scratch, kick, I'll kick you right in the fucking balls to get out of that situation, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you call me, I'll get out of that, man, um, no, but it's been, like I said, tough couple of days in terms of, not so much the mental health, but just kind of the stress levels have been pretty high, working through it, getting through it, um, yeah, still trying to enjoy the good times. I have not gotten any further on my Lost rewatch. Uh, I've been watching some Bob's Burgers the past few days. I do love some Bob's Burgers. Uh, I've watched... Um, what did I watch the other day? I watched a couple movies. And I don't remember, man. I've been trying to be better about that in the past couple... I'd say probably 18 months. About being more like present when I watch stuff. And um, not just putting stuff on in the background noise. I knew, no, I watched... Um, the Perfect Storm with George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. It was a very odd, you know, Wednesday morning, Wednesday 10 o'clock or Thursday 10 o'clock or something like that movie to watch. That movie was all right. It was, I remember it did like huge fucking numbers when it came out uh, 20 years ago. Um, wasn't that great. Because, I don't know. You know the ending because it, the whole thing's about, you know, this crew died in this storm. So they kind of kept giving you these hope spots like they're going to get out of it. And it's like, yeah, but I know they don't, so it's just all kind of more... That makes it more morbid, I guess? I don't know. Performances are fine. Um, John C. Riley's in it, so is William Finchner. It's a really good cast. John Hawks is in it. Um, Diane Lane. Uh, there's a couple other people. A couple other... Uh, oh, I know those guys. The Warden from uh, Shawshank's in it. Karen Allen's in it for a second. Um... It's a really, really good cast. Clooney's good. Wahlberg's good. But, like, really the movie itself is probably, like, a 6 out of 10. It's just kind of, meh. Like, there's, I don't know. Like, they kind of give, like, this, uh, I'm not sure how true to life it is, because it is, like, based on, you know, real people. Uh, Finchner and John C. Riley's characters have, like, this, like, they don't like each other type thing. And it's something like this big, kind of, I don't know, it kind of sets up an arc that they can't follow through on, because they all have to die at the end of this journey. So, like, it doesn't, like, you know, John C. Riley's supposed to be learning how to kind of let things go more, kind of be more thankful for to others or something like that, kind of how it's going. But I'm like, but you can't really pull that off because he's going to have to die on this trip. So, you know what I mean? He can't really forgive the guy. I, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of odd. So it's just kind of like a weird manufactured rivalry that... I guess it makes them a little bit more human in a way in the film, but at the same, like, so they're a little bit more real real people than just characters. But at the same time, it doesn't make the movie any good. It just kind of has a loose thread that doesn't really tie off at all. But like I said, they have that big moment where they, they have to try to, it's right when the, the it tips, they have to go up the big fucking, like, 100-foot wave, which was recorded, apparently. Not sure if the actual boat went up that wave, but yeah. Um... Yeah, that's what, it was like the largest, it was like basically, th- was it two or three storms all collided basically and made this ridiculous storm. And um, apparently off the shores of whatever, they, I guess Nova Scotia, 
there was like a wave literally registered over 100 feet high. So like it was a big fucking wave. And they make it in a movie like the the ship has to try to like go up it and go over and it doesn't quite make it and capsizes and that's how they all drown. That'd be terrifying. And also had like Dash Mihawk in it as a one of those guys who goes out into that, the Coast Guards who go out and like dive in to like save people in like storms and stuff like that. What a fucking job that would be. Can you just like... You walk into a bar, yeah, that's what I do for a living. Shit, son, free drinks. That's that's some that's some tough ass shit. Uh, yeah, let's go out to like the most because like the ocean is the most unforgiving place, man. It's it's not there to be your fucking friend. I know we all think so when we go to the beach or whatever. The ocean's there to kill you. That's what it's there. It's there to absolutely eat you up. <laughs> like it's it's not there to pal around. It's there to fuck you up all day. Um, it's it's relentless. It's nonstop. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. Millions of years from now, the ocean's still gonna be fucking stuff up. <laughs> uh, no, but to be diving in to save people, getting on boats, like just I don't know, just the level of confidence in yourself you have to have. I'd never be able to do that. Even if I was super confident, I don't think I could do that. One, I'm not like probably a, like uh, you gotta be pretty athletic probably to do all that stuff, or just. The training that would be involved would just be ri- ridiculous. Uh, I I don't think I could ever do it. Maybe I could. Maybe that's stupid. New. Maybe that's my uh, that's my left choice here. You know, my right choice is to continue doing what I'm doing and uh, or you know whatever what it ends up being. But my left choice is become a coast guardsman and go save people in the middle of hurricanes. I think yeah, maybe that's that's what it is. <laughs> maybe that's what I'll be doing from now on. I'll be packing my bags and heading to a coast. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh what else is going on in the world of Brandon? I don't know, man. Do I have it? <sighs> yeah. But like I said, I was talking about the self-destructive nature, like when I'm driving around, and how that kind of will feed, that this, the feeds the negative parts of me, or it's just like it, the, my, I have such a self-destructive nature. Like, you know, I can't let things go. I've got to destroy it. Um... It's like that uh, the John Moreland song I played a couple weeks ago, Break My Heart Sweetly, you know. I guess I can't let go until you've wrecked me completely. That's kind of how I am, you know. I can't let it go until I'm absolutely ruined by it. You know, i got to self-destroy. I've got to self-destruct. I've got to kind of blow it all up to try to rebuild. And that's such a that's just not a good way to live. It's such a difficult, you know, to bring yourself back every single time. I mean, I remember talking about that with my therapist and stuff like that, you know. Because this isn't like the a couple years ago wasn't the first time I've ever had like bad depression issues. I mean, I tried to kill myself. I was like twenty, so like you know, it's not the first time. Probably won't be the last time either when I get into like a really really bad kind of depression spell. You know, now I'm a little bit better prepared for them. I hope, at least the way you know, because I actually can deal with things now like an adult. Um, shit, where was I going? <laughs> shit. Um, you know, like the, the whole self, like, you know, blowing it all up. Cause I got to the point where I, I tell my therapist, you know, it's like, I'm at the point now, I don't know if I want to put myself back together. You know what I mean? You get so broken up, you know, when you're a little bit younger, it's all about putting yourself back together. And, you know, there's that stupid notion that you need the pain to survive or whatever. You need the pain to like move forward. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you do. You need the pain to learn from it, but you can't just continuously do it to yourself. You can't completely break yourself down to zero and then build yourself back up it's too exhausting it's just it, it's just it's soul sucking so i got to that point like i said a couple years ago where i literally was telling my therapist i don't know if i want to put myself back together i don't think i want to do this anymore like you know it's, it's impossible to continuously do this 
So that's, uh, you know, so I don't want to get in that mode again. And that's that's my problem with the self-destructive nature that I can kind of have is that, you know, I got to blow it all up to move forward. And it's not, nah, no, can't do that. Can't do that again, man. Can't let myself do that again. I can't let things get to that point where I just have to like say, fuck it, I'm just going to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> try to put it all back together like if I'm going to I've got to you know I there's got to be a better exit strategy I guess you know if I have to really tear things down I got to have an exit strategy I've got to have something I'm jumping off to if the building's falling over I got to have something I'm landing on man um I don't know like I said it's it's just such a it's a fun time to be Brandon I guess it's a fun time to be a lot of people because a lot of people feeling this way there's a lot of people trying to figure their shit out right now you know there's so many things are changing all the time all at once you know costs of everything flying you know inflation all that shit is going crazy people having to make certain sacrifices they probably weren't ready to make or like completely putting plans on hold i mean i was planning on buying a fucking house this summer there's no fucking chance one i'm not gonna do the goddamn yard work so why would i ever buy a house <laughs> i ain't getting a mower i'm gonna trim the bushes who the fuck do you think i am <laughs> uh no, so it's just, I don't know, it's, uh, for a lot of people out there, I mean, it's stress, it's, uh, everybody, it's always the time, you know, I always feel like, you know, obviously since I have my own podcast here on this show, I get to talk about my problems, I, sometimes if I ever listen back, I feel like I kind of make it seem like I'm the only one going through shit, yeah, bullshit, everybody's going through something. You know, everybody's fighting something at all, all the time, you gotta remember that when you talk to people, man, that's where the compassion comes from. Even when they're shitheads, you just gotta you just gotta sometimes deal with it, you know, because you don't know what they're fucking going through. There's no reason to treat them shitty. Was well, that uh, Jim uh, Jim Jeffries thing? You know, if somebody's an asshole, you just continue to be nice because everybody's gonna eventually realize they're the asshole and they're nobody's gonna be on their side about anything. I kind of can, I definitely kind of relate to that, man. You just kind of gotta smile sometimes, you know, stand up for yourself when you need to, but typically, you know. The world eventually, you know, you eventually get proven right, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, man. Luckily, I've been sleeping good, though. That was another part of my problems a couple years ago is that I wasn't sleeping at all. And um, I'd sleep like two or three hours at a time. If I slept like four or five hours because I drank myself to sleep. Like, you know, that became a thing. That's like, that's when I noticed things were starting to get really bad was that, um, you know, to sleep, I would like chug like four beers and like a 30 minute, you know, late where I kind of felt tired, but I could not get myself to sleep. I would chug like four or five beers because I know that would put me to sleep for a little while and it'd be like four or five hours and I'd be up. And then, you know, you got to sleep a little bit. Like, you know, it was, I'd be lucky weekly to sleep. What would that be? Maybe four times, like, 30 hours a week, that'd be all I'd be sleeping, maybe, if I was lucky. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you take that shit for granted, you know. There's a big part of me that wishes I never had to sleep so I could always be up doing something, but, you know, sometimes, man, like, uh, th this morning, I think I went to sleep last night at probably, like, 11 o'clock. I woke up at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I slept, like, 11 hours. I slept like a fucking baby. It was wonderful. You need that sometimes. That's a, the best recharge. Maybe that kind of got me into a little bit better mood today. Um, pulling me out of it, sleeping like a baby. <laughs> uh, no, but at the same time, I don't know. It's been a couple stressful days. Like I said, luckily I'm sleeping. I think that's the best 
kind of remedy sometimes of sleeping. Though at the same time, like I know when my dad was getting really bad with his depression and stuff like that, as his uh, mind started to like losing, like he started to, his mind started failing him. Um, he would just try to do that. He would just try to sleep all day, so he didn't have to deal with it or didn't have to face it. And so I worry about that too. Is I've been in that mood sometimes where like you know if I can just go to sleep, I don't have to deal with anything. But then I had the same problem my dad did and said, you dream when you sleep. And sometimes you can't, you, your dreams won't let, like, you know. Uh, my buddy Tommy Stone, he wrote a really good song, fuck, mid-2000s, called Dreams Won't Let Me. And uh, I wish I still had that song somewhere. I wonder if he still has it. I should message him. I haven't talked to him in forever. Good guy, Tommy. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Um... He wrote a song called Dreams Won't Let Me. I really like that song. I love that song. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is like, you know, sometimes your dreams won't let you kind of forget. So, you know, that's part of the whole not dealing with your shit problems, you know. I haven't had a bad dream in I don't know how long because, you know, I've started dealing with my own shit. I can talk them out. I can actually process my feelings. Isn't that wonderful when you do that? <laughs> you want, if you actually process your feelings, they kind of... It eases the burden on your mind. Like I said, I have—I can't remember the last time I had a bad dream. Outside of, I don't know. I mean, I have, every once in a while, even though I haven't worked at restaurants for two years, I have one of those restaurant stress dreams. You know, where people are just flooding in the door and you're like, why Why are people still coming in? We're supposed to be closed in like five minutes. Oh, no, we're, you know, we're out of this, we're out of that. Like, you know, I still get those stress dreams all the fucking time. Like, uh, I didn't realize how prevalent they really were. Until I talked to my friend Anna at uh, Bear Burger, and she talked about those dreams all the time. We just sit there and just chat about because you'd have those like once a week. If like you know, if you actually gave a shit about your job, like once a week, man, you'd have a stress dream about just running out of tickets, or you know, for some reason we're closed, but people are still coming in, and you can't get them to leave, and you just have to keep going, and like you can't catch up, and all of a sudden, like yeah, you, know, you realize you forgot this whole table's order, and like oh yeah, it's just like it is. <laughs> Yeah, restaurants are like the most stressful job for like shittiest pay. Even if you make like good money, it's never worth like some of the shit you've got to put up with there. You got to deal with some of the lowest reaches of society sometimes. Ah, uh, Anna was great. I loved Anna. She was a good girl. Good girl, great girl, wonderful woman. Her and I hope her and Ryan are really happy. Ryan, good guy, great guy, wonderful, truly wonderful guy. Yeah. Haven't seen them since probably COVID. They they. One of those that packed their bags and got out of Columbus when COVID hit. You know, I don't think they've been down this way. At least they haven't told me. Saying <laughs> same time, I don't reach out, so I don't know. Odd. I'm being odd. I'm being an ass. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know. If you guys are also going through some tough times, reach out. Reach out to me. I'll be glad to help out. I'll be glad to you know offer my two cents. It's it probably won't be as helpful as I would hope to be in my infinite wisdom, but <laughs> I'm always willing to listen. That's always the best, is sometimes you just need somebody to fucking vent to, and um, I'm always glad to listen in on anything. You know, I'll try my best not to go, uh-huh, oh, wow, what? I can't believe that. <laughs> now, if somebody's willing to, like, give me a part of themselves like that, like, I, I owe it enough to them to just kind of, you know, listen and actually try to do my best to help out, like... I've, I, I, I don't know. I, I've said this, like, you know, the whole point for this podcast really is if I help, you know, if somebody listens in and I help one person, all this is fucking worth it, really, you know. Even if I get stuck at, you know, never getting, in, like, one more listen for the rest of the time I'm doing this, like, who cares? 
Uh, but let's jump into the five songs of the week. I'm going to start off with, uh, I talked about it on Wednesday, you know, how uh, Tom Waits was going to be on the songs of the week this week just because I haven't put him on. And, um, well, shit. I had it, then I lost it. And uh, this one is from, oh, where is it? Real Gone, 2004. It's Hoist That Rag, and it's one of uh, it's one of Tom's great songs. I love like the guitar in the center of it, the, like the solo it plays. It's just one of those truly great songs. Yeah, but that's from 2004's uh, Real Gone, Hoist That Rag by Tom Waits. Ah, imagine how fucking cool it would be to Tom, be Tom Waits. Just be. That's one guy I wish I really, really, really could be. <laughs> It'd just be so wild. Just kind of live like him. I know like in his 70s, he would sometimes just, you know, buy a brown bag of uh, liquor and just head out and hang out with all the, you know, townies and junkies and the homeless people down by the rivers and under the bridges and stuff like that. And just, that's where a lot of his uh, influences come from. The songs like that come from. And that whole, the whole persona, I guess, comes from or something like that. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, it's uniquely Tom. Uh Mm, what should be next? Let's go with some drive-by truckers. How about that? Nah, we'll do a John Moreland song. John Moreland's always on here, but uh, this is another one of those great songs to kind of listen to when you're kind of getting those like, little reflective moods, a little bit stressful modes, and kind of uh, you need something to connect with. Uh, this is off uh, <laughs> High on Toss the Heat. Come on, Brandon. Get dip. This is one of those really nice songs, like one of those great guitar little, like, his acoustic tracks, and I don't know. It's Cleveland County Blues. It's song number three of High on Toss of Heat, which was 2015. Just to follow that up, I could bury all the memories, I could patch up all the holes, but I'd still feel your fingers on my soul. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't have to put every single great line in one song. You don't have to. You can spread them out. You could share the love there, but nah, he put every single one in that fucking song. It's perfect. What a great song. That's definitely a top five Moreland song for me. That is such a wonderful track. Oh, we're so lucky to be around with him. I love John Moreland. Just too much. Too much. Oh, he's supposed to be at Scully's not too long. It'd be great to see him again. God. Oh, man. Song number three is going to be Drive By Truckers. It's a very apt song in terms of title, though I think, uh, nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm between two songs on Drive By Truckers. This is actually one of the first times where I've had to, like, like uh, cut songs from the five songs of the week because I've had, I had an idol song picked out. I had um, a couple other songs picked out. I'm like, nope, I've got my five. And the problem is I've been between two Drive By Trucker songs, both off Decoration Day. Oh, where is that? But I think the one that's more apt, one is called Hell No I Ain't Happy, and I think right now that's a pretty apt song for my feelings, but I don't think that's the song, I don't think that's the one we'll pick from the Drive-By Truckers, it's going to be, uh, where is that, Do It Yourself, which is a great track, one of great, uh, Patterson's one of the great songs, the bridge is fucking great, very self-reflective song, I know he's kind of singing like, to, about somebody else, but it's really about himself, it's uh, pretty clever there, you know, to be, you know, kind of, 
leading the leading the person wrong by saying, "Oh, I'm talking about somebody," but really, I'm talking about me. Oh man, what a guy! What a guy, Patterson Hood. I still think you know what? If I ever do interview people, Patterson Hood maybe he'd, he'd probably be number two in terms of the list of people I want to interview. I would love to have a chat with Patterson Hood. One, just to see how big that motherfucker is up close, because he's he calls himself they call him Sasquatch because he's just a monster of a man. He looks like he's about six four or something like that. Big guy. He's older now. I mean, like you know, looks like a hairy motherfucker. <laughs> and then you got me, five foot five, just trying to like not to just like you know lose his fucking mind that he'd be talking to Patterson Hood the whole time. I think it'd be interesting. I gotta start just you know throwing shit at the walls and see what sticks and see if I can actually get somebody big on this show. That'd be absolutely cool. I mean. They'll never top LL Cool K, Mr. Lauren Keller, when he comes on this show. But, you know, I don't expect anybody to ever top that. Nobody. Nobody out there would ever top that. Even if I got Springsteen on. I think, you know, I think Lauren would be the bigger guest. (laughs) Nah. Sorry, Lauren. Springsteen is way more popular than you. Oh, but we're going to do it yourself. Man, Decoration Day is great because uh, after this song, you load right into uh, dec- uh, the actual title track, Decoration Day, which is one of Isbell's truly great songs. Um, I still, I, I've never, n- I've never looked into it, but I do wonder how much Shotgun Stories, the film by Austin Nichols, like 2007 with Michael Shannon, a um, couple other people in there. I wonder how much that movie is influenced by the song Decoration Day because it's kind of in the, it's kind of got that same kind of vibe and feel. Uh, the only difference is, I think, you know. Um, Decoration Day is about an Alabama family, a Tennessee, a Southern Tennessee family, whereas like Shotgun Stories is about an Arkansas family. What a great filmmaker Austin Nichols is, by the way. Ben Nichols from Lucero's brother. Um, made some great films. Take Shelter is wonderful. I absolutely love Mud uh, with Matthew McConaughey and Reese Witherspoon. Um, Midnight Special I thought was going to be kind of a goofy sci-fi film, but it ended up being a really good movie. Uh, Loving was great as well with Joel Edgerton, Ruth, um, I always forget her name, is Nega? Nega? She was in, um, Preacher. She's wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. I think she, I don't know, I don't think she won an Oscar for Loving. I think she was nominated though and absolutely deserved. She's wonderful and everything. Just, this, yeah, she's a terrific actress, a wonderful actress. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, let's see, where are we? Yeah, song number four. Also, before Do It Yourself is When the Pen Hits the Shell, which is one of those fucking great coolie tracks. I almost put that as a song of the week, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of had a more of an, I wanted a little more of an upbeat vibe, because When the Pen Hits the Shell is a great song. That might be on the songs of the week next week. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there next week. Uh, next song, I've been talking about this band uh, a couple times the past uh, few weeks. It's Hot Water Music. Uh, those, you know, bearded motherfuckers from Virginia. Um, this song is off, is it 2013? Where's that? Oh, I passed it. Exister, which is 2012. This record's over 12 years, this record's 10 years old? Shit. Come on, man. This song is, um, called Drag My Body. It's got a great bass line by, uh, Chris Knight. Uh, it's got great vocals with, you know, great songwriting, great vocals with Chuck Reagan, which is always expected. Uh, Rebello kills on drums, you know, Wallard and, you know, Chuck are just always killing it. But this is Drag My Body by Hot Water Music, song number four of the week. From Ex- I think as Exister was their first record back, if I'm thinking correctly, after Chuck started doing some solo stuff, and a little bit more folky, a little bit more kind of uh, that vein of music, which is some great stuff too, Feast of Famine, Gold, Gold Country, um, shit. Not Riders Rain. Come on, Brandon. 
Come on, Brandon. It's in here somewhere. I have too many records to just kind of look at one and find it real quick. But yeah, he made three great. So at least three. I know he released another one that had some good tracks on it. I never actually gave it a proper listen to, though. I love Chuck Reagan. I love Hot Water Music. I love Chris Wallard. I loved, um... Oh, shit. Because after Chuck left, they kind of did their own thing. Uh, Wallard, Knight, and uh, Rebello. There's Chris Wallard and the Somethings. And then they had another band that was really good, too. So good, I forgot the goddamn name. I think that actually is an indication of how great they are if I forget your fucking name, because I'm forgetting everything on here. Oh. Mostly because I just kind of press record and go. I'm never really as prepared as I should be. <laughs> oh, but Drag My Body off ex Exister. I keep wanting to say Exeter. It's Exister. Um, great track. Great bass work. Great song. Like, you know, hardly feeling human anymore. Man, that's, like I said, you can kind of get into those fucking moods, man, where you just kind of, uh, ugh. Uh, you know, found my pedestals and burned them down. Kill my idols, kill my idols, and bury the thoughts underground. Man, hot water music makes some of the best. Like trusty chords, remedy off uh, caution, uh, free radio Gainesville. Like, ah, I could go on about hot water music. I don't, I can't though. Uh, the last song of the night is probably the hardest song of the fucking night. This song is by a band from L.A. called The Bronx. Uh, really, like, in-your-face kind of punk music. Um, great songs. They have, like, Heart Attack American. They also do, like, a mariachi band, too, which I've never actually really checked out, but I've always wanted to. It's supposed to be really good as well. It's supposed to, it's been really well-reviewed. Um, I'd love to check that out, but I just haven't got around to it. Um, this song is for the true class, the working class. This song is called The Unholy Hand. Um... It's kind of where I'm at right now, you know, working on the weekdays, working on the weekends too, you know, all that fun stuff, you know, you just kind of, you know, you just, ah, I don't know. This is one of my favorite songs are really, yeah, like I said, when I'm needing, like, you know, I go for a bike ride or I'm driving, I just kind of, I'm trying to work shit out, going to the gym or something like that, which, uh, if you're looking at me, that's not happening as much as it needs to. <laughs> um... This is one of like the go-to songs. This is, I think it's, I think I had like a workout like kind of uh, playlist that was probably like an hour and a half long. This song was on here four times. It's called "The Old Holy Hand." It's off uh, their, it, all their records are self-titled. If I'm thinking correctly, this is off four, uh, the Bronx Four. Like I said, unholy, uh, the unholy hand. Get stuff out of my head mentally, kind of physically getting the shit out mentally. I don't know if that makes any fucking sense. You know, kind of getting those thoughts to kind of work out through like kind of. The a physical expression, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, um, is it heaven or hell inside your mind, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a bit of both sometimes. You know, the Antichrist, the Holy Ghost, you want to die or just come real close, like you know, and that's kind of all feeding into each other, feeding into kind of what this episode was about. Just me kind of trying to get through my shit, not trying to kind of slide backwards in terms of my mental health or just kind of my mental well being or just uh, the sobriety that I worked my ass off on. Like, like I said, that self destructive nature that I've kind of been in, uh, that I was in the past few days, um, is like I said, it makes almost two years willing to throw two years of work just down the drain and act like it wouldn't have been you know it's not been worth anything like get the fuck out of here it's been worth almost everything to me literally worth almost everything to me where i was and where i am now so uh yeah 
So I think I'm going to have to go ahead and let you go for the night. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sticking around. I think I picked out five really good tracks. I think we've worked some shit out here. I don't think I talked about sports at all. Whoa. <laughs> Liverpool play tomorrow, so let's go. Up the Reds, man. You'll never walk alone. Um... I'm trying to think. I'll be back Wednesday with uh, the Springsteen song of the week. And then um, probably some more ramblings. Maybe an update on kind of some of the stuff I talked about here tonight. See what we're doing. See if I'm getting better. Uh, Keep working on it. Stay positive. Get better. You know, keep red. Never walk alone. I need to put that Jerry the Pacemaker song on here. You never walk alone. What a beautiful fucking song that is. Um... Yeah, other than that, I guess I'll have to let you go. Remember, I'm available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Amazon, or Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, and Anchor. So wherever you get your podcasts, I'm usually available. Let the people know. Spread the good word if you've liked what you've heard. Um, Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Have a great rest of your night. I'll check in back on Wednesday with, uh, like I said, the Springsteen Song of the Week and whatever else I got going on. Uh, Thank you so much. Like I I said, last week was one of the best weeks in the podcast history. Uh, I think it actually was by not like a huge distance, but quite a bit of distance, so it seems like there is some growth here. So thank you so much if you have been actually sharing. And, uh, you know, if you want to share, like, support, um, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Um, Yeah, let's see how far we can take this, I guess. I mean, if you don't really want to do that, you don't have to do that. I'm not going to force you to do nothing. You're never going to hear me, you know, outside of jokingly say, smash that like button. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that, you know. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care, you know. As long as you're not hurting nobody, just don't be an asshole. Don't be a douchebag. Uh, God, I really don't know how to end shows, do I? I really don't. Like, I was done. I did everything I needed to do, and now I'm just randomly talking some more. I don't know. And whatever, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Have a great rest of your night. Enjoy it. I guess next week, uh, probably a lot of you will be gearing up for the new Game of Thrones show. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hopefully optimistic that it won't be absolute garbage, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like we might be in for a big letdown there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Though I do love that uh, that whole like the storyline they're kind of building off of the Dance of the Dragons from that from that the book series. You know, it's 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 some badass shit. If you ever get a chance, like look into it. The actual like the like uh, the actual history behind it, or for like in the the mythology, I guess, in the show or whatever you want to call that. The the I don't even know what you'd call that for the books. Not mythology. I don't know, but it, it's it's pretty fucking badass. A lot of the stuff is. So hopefully we get some really cool shit in the show. Hopefully it's not bad, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on what it's going to be like. Other than that, have a good night. Thank you so much. <laughs> What an ending, Brandon. Great job.